How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another episode of Suncast covering the Sun Conference. My name is Reagan Harrell. We have got a great interview for y'all today. It's Coastal Georgia softball head coach Mike Minnick. That was a really, really good interview with him. Probably going to be a little bit shorter of an episode. Just going to do that interview. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping. I'm going to talk about the, the midweek action and basketball. Uh, let's start off. we got to congratulate a team. How about the Southeastern Fire? They have won the men's regular season championship, the road to get to the opening round of the NAIA tournament. It's going to go through Lakeland to win the Sun Conference tournament. Look, they've been the best team down the stretch. I uh, got to see another team that, that's been red hot lately uh, last night in St. Thomas. But I'll tell you what, the way the Southeastern Fire are playing, they had to make a heck of a comeback last night against Kaiser, who's most likely going to get that six seed or maybe even five seed. They could get up and uh, and take that away from Weber, who has been on a bad skid recently. But, yeah, Southeastern, they're your regular season men's Sun Conference champions. Riley Minnick's had another double-double, 26 and 16. Uh, look, they're playing really good basketball, sure. Uh, uh, Josh Blazik is playing very well for the fire. Coach Randy Lee Sod, hey, what, what I've been saying is it's going to be a matter of who's playing the best basketball. That's who's going to most likely win the Sun Conference tournament for men's basketball because it is so wide open. Uh, I think there are five teams that have about an equal shot of winning it. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like Weber is just on a skid, guys. i don't not really sure what's happened. I mean, the chemistry has been shaken up. His last five games, uh, the Warriors have lost all five. They're on a terrible losing streak. They've gone from – First place in the conference, all the way down at the bottom of, not the bottom of the conference, but the bottom of the teams that are going to make the tournament. They're going to have to find something out. They need to go down to Florida Memorial and get a win before they head into the conference tournament play. But I tell you what, folks, the St. Thomas Bobcats team, they can score in bunches. They play excellent defense. I think it's going to be big for them Them when they match up against Southeastern, because I do think those are these are the two best teams entering the tournament, St. Thomas and Southeastern, they're going to have to use their bigs because they sure used them last night. That and Mulba. Look, Mulba, it was the first time I got to see him in a full game of action. He was, I mean, the exactly what you want from a point guard. He was facilitating the offense. He was making moves, and they have really good chemistry. There were a couple times when I was on the call last night all he had to do was move his head one direction and Milton Matthews w would drive in or Dean w would uh, drive in or somebody, one of their bigs, and he, he would find them underneath or it would create space. He did extremely good. I think he was a rebound away from a triple-double against the Warriors on senior night last night. Uh, you know, Kaiser's looking good as well. They have put together some good wins down, down the stretch. They lost a close one last night to Southeastern, who I think is playing the best ball. But – it's going to be tough. If you had to make me pick a team, I think Southeastern will win the tournament. But, I mean, it, it's as close as close gets. I mean, it, it's one of those if Southeastern doesn't win it, I wouldn't be overly surprised to see St. Thomas win it. I would say they're probably co-favorites. They're 1-1A one one to win the conference tournament. But Weber could get back right. Kaiser's playing really good ball right now. And don't forget about the boys in the 2-2-9. Thomas is playing some solid basketball as well. They'll have to finish off their season strong against Coastal Georgia. They'll probably be the two or three seed, depending on how on how everything else will shake out. But St. Thomas and Southeastern, those are going to be, be my two favorites heading into the conference tournament. We'll see how it plays out, though. But 
As far as women's basketball, there is a new team that has emerged. And if you would have said this two, three weeks ago, uh, we'll say three or four weeks ago, pretty much before Weber played Warner, nobody would have thought this team would be one of the best in the conference or have a chance of winning it. The Weber women's basketball, they have turned a corner. They I mean, pretty much dominated the game against St. Thomas, who's number two in the conference tournament or in the, in the conference standings. And you all have heard me on previous episodes say the winner of the women's basketball championship is going to be in Miami Gardens, either St. Thomas or Florida Memorial. I don't think that's the case anymore. The way Weber's playing, Coach Grady Morrell's side is fully healthy. That's been a big problem. There are times he was playing with six, seven, or eight players for stretches of the season. Now that they're fully healthy, I'd watch out. I'd say they're the second best team entering the conference tournament. We're going to do much more basketball talk next week. We we got some big interviews lined up. Um, I'm not 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 going to spoil it too much, but next week is going to be very at least two. I'm not going to say we're going to go three episodes next week, but the next three four episodes include. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and say it now. We're not doing three episodes next week. The two episodes next week and the two episodes the week after. Going to be some high-quality interviews, uh, basketball, track. Uh, of course, we're, I'm sure we'll sneak in a baseball player or coach in there, uh, as well as softball. But I'm not going to stick around t- too much longer. I'm going to go ahead and send it over to Coach Minnick and myself. Once again, really appreciate uh, JSID over at Coastal Georgia helping me set this up. Coach Minnick, you know you're about to listen to this. It's going to say, go dogs, baby. All right, here is myself and Coastal Georgia softball coach, Mike Minnick. All right, welcome on a very special guest to Suncast. It is the head coach of the Coastal Georgia Mariners softball team, Coach Mike Minnick. Coach, we might have one of your players joining if we can. If not, guys, just you and me got to find out before you're a big Bulldog fan, so we're already off to a good start. Yes, sir. (laughs) <laughs> yes, sir. Well, obviously the dogs have had a couple good years. We can say the same for Coastal Georgia softball. And this year in particular, y'all have got a lot of veteran talent c- coming back. Can you talk to us some about this veteran talent from last year's team and how big that is and you know, how much easier it makes your job? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the most experienced team I've ever had here. Um, you know, we have six seniors. Base, all of them will start or, or play most of the time. And um, all of them, you know, it, we had two players get injured last year. They're back. Um, and then we had some good players come in. So experience-wise, um, I've never got to coach in the fall and early in the season with such an experienced team. It's made it a lot easier. Don't have to go over as many things as we usually do. And um, and, and they're ready to go. I mean, it, it, it's a group that should do well. Absolutely. As you said, you are returning a couple of players that were injured last year. And certainly if you would have had them throughout the full season, we could have had very different result in this conference and possibly uh, at different teams in, in Columbus. One of those players coming back is Bryce Peacock. Look, she's one of the best arms in, in the circle. Not only that, one of the best bats, arguably through 22 games, she was the best player in the Sun Conference. Not only that, but in the country. How big is it, that having her back, and what does she mean to the Mariners softball team? Oh, yeah. I mean, when she got hurt last year, you know, we were 20-1 and one when the game she, she broke her ankle, um, and she was off to that great start in the circle and was definitely our best hitter at the time. So it was kind of like losing two players when we lost. I mean, you lose your, one of your best pitchers and, um, you know, maybe your best hitter. 
But um, just having her back, you know, in the fall, she took it slow at first, but she seems to be, you know, back to 100%. She's hitting the ball really well. She's throwing it good. And hopefully we'll get her back to um, to her old self here real soon. But it, it's it's going to help a lot having her back. It's not it's not just her performance on the field, but her leadership, you know, the way she works with young players and just, you know, everybody, um, you know, likes to play with Bryce. And it'll help in a lot of different ways. I really like what you said there towards the end when she's helping the, these young players, because there's obvious uh, we'll get in more to the beginning of your tenure versus now. But this generation that's come up these last three, four or five seasons have been a major 20, turning point in Coastal Georgia softball. You just talk about some of those girls and not only what they're doing now, but helping set up the future for Mariner softball. Yeah, you know, that we're doing they're doing just as good in the classroom as they do on the field which has really helped which is you know it's keeping everybody here for four years everybody's graduate for the most part are graduating in four years and it, it really helps to have you know those girls start in the program learn how we like to do stuff and, and progress and when, when I first started off we'd have girls for a couple of years and it seems like we would lose some and, and but it doesn't seem to happen that way anymore very seldom we lose a player that when they come they stay all four years and, and that's made a big difference most of these seniors and juniors that are going to make up this starting lineup this year um have all been starting since they were freshmen you know it's maybe a couple of them not till their sophomore year so there's a lot they're not just seniors there's a lot of game experience they've all played a, a, a ton of game so that helps and, and i think it's going to continue like that from now and obviously the freshmen aren't starting this year like some of those did but um but they're on a really good team and they're going to learn a lot. They're doing great in practice and I, and there'll be a lot of jobs to win next year. And I, I think, you know, those girls being here four years, they'll, they'll jump right in next year and, and hope, you know, keep us, keep us playing really well. Yes, sir. As you said, you've got a ton of experience and not only that, but the talent is all over the place. And that can include multiple or one player playing multiple positions or being extremely good at multiple things. We've already talked about Bryce, but take a look at Melanie Jones. Since she's coming as a freshman at, in Brunswick, she's not only been one of the best bats in the NAI, but one of the best gloves, both behind the plate and in the outfield in her career with Coastal Georgia. And not only that, she's one, one stolen base away from breaking the school record. Can you just talk about her work ethic and just overall, again, with some of these leaderships, their work, work ethic and just what it mean, means to you and your program? Yeah, she's the one I was hoping would get out of class early enough to come, but but she um good thing is she's in class. But um yeah, she, we recruited her as a catcher. We knew and I'd seen her play outfield a little bit. She came in, she called almost every game of freshman year. But then we we got a catcher in the next year that was pretty much just a catcher. Um, the girl that's you know been starting for us the last three years. We moved her to center field and um she's made first team all conference both years in center field. But um she you know, she loves catching, but she didn't care, you know, just like we talk about all the time with, to all our players, you know, every year is different and, and the people on the team are different every year. You can have some new ones come in, you know, you have to earn your position wherever every year we're going to put you where we think is the best play. And never, she never wavered from that at all. I mean, she loved catching. Now I think if I asked her to get back there, she probably wouldn't want to do it. So she learned that there's other places and she does a good job out there. And, and at the plate, I mean, she's definitely our most consistent she's always been our most consistent hitter as far as she makes contact. I mean, very hard to strike out and, and she's hard on herself in practice. If she pops a ball up or hits a, you know, lazy fly to center. I mean, she just gets very frustrated herself because she knows 
she, you know, that's not how she hits. That's not how she hits for 400. And um, she, she just works hard. Like, like all these girls doing that, you know, it's made the difference for her. She, uh, you know, she's one of those singers, it, all of them will be like this, but yeah, I, I'll be one next year. It'll be very hard to replace. Uh, absolutely. Look, go, going into next year, I'll have to have you uh, back on this time next year. Talk about the new faces that that'll be because there certainly be more for the 2024 season. But for this season, obviously, we, we've talked about. I believe you have what seven or eight of your uh, of your lineup coming back. Your two best arms are coming back. Could we see anybody new for Coastal Georgia possibly step up this year? Well, well, yes, sir. We actually have our our three top arms coming back. Reagan Thomas was the um, first one out of the pen last year, if you will. And actually, she became when Bryce got hurt, she became the you know the game two starter last year for us. Um, so so we actually you know we have all three of those those girls with Bryce back. All three of them are back. Right. But um, uh, they wait. I'm sorry. What was the question though? Oh, uh, 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 sorry. Uh, but as far as like new com- newcomers coming yeah. back, obviously a, a lot coming back. But like, what are the newcomers we could see? Yeah, I mean, we're only replacing one starter, but we're replacing that starter with a with a, a transfer um, from Georgia Southern University that will come in and and we switch some position rounds because the kid we lost played either third or first base. Um, and we've moved our shortstop from last year to third base, and and this kid will come in and play. Um, shortstop Aniston Johnson is her name and um, she'll make a big impact I mean um, out of our starting lineup I think seven of those girls has made either first or second um, team all, all conference in the sun over the last you know not every year but either one one of the years over here they've all made all conference seven of them have and um, and, and AJ obviously I don't think she made all conference at Georgia Southern but I mean just a really good player coming in to help us out and um, we, we think that's going to help a lot you know, you mentioned yes, sir. You, uh, you you mentioned some top end names in this conference. Look, Sun Conference is without a doubt one of the top five overall conferences uh, in NAI softball. Can you just talk a little bit about the competition that's played week in and week out with teams like Weber and Southeastern at the top of the conference, and w- along with with yourself. Oh man, I mean, I love our conference. I mean, it's got to be one of the top. You know, like you said, conferences in the country um, from top to bottom. You know, you look at some conferences; they might be top heavy. They may have three or four teams ranked in the, you know, top 25, but but then there's games they know they're going to win when they show up. I mean, some really bad teams at the bottom end of a lot of those conferences. I mean, that's not the case in, in our conference at all. Now, last year, Florida Memorial was new, and, and they had a rough time the first year like you would expect, but already right. um, I think they're going to be much improved this year. I don't think there's any doubt about it. But the thing about our conference, no matter whether you're playing at home or on the, on the road, um, you go into a three-game series and you're not sure you're going to win that series. I mean, you know, we're nationally ranked and and I look at our schedule and every one of those teams can, can beat us any of those three games, if not all three games. Um, so so it makes it fun. It makes it, you know, you go out battling every day and, and that's what, you know, helps our confidence. I mean, look, two of those teams made it to the World Series last year and we made it to regionals. We, you know, we didn't get through it. But, um, I mean, it's fun. And it's not just that, like you said, I mean, all the way through, there's some new coaches in the conference this year that are that are very accomplished with some great resumes. It, it's it's going to get tougher and tougher because I I know one of them personally at Kaiser. I mean, it's going to um, it's it's, it's going to be harder this year than it was the last couple of years, and we know that, and we think we may have the best team we've ever had, and we still don't know how many games we're going to win. You, you're going to have to play really good to win. 
Well, I certainly agree with you on that last statement. I think this is going to be one of the best years for Mar Mariner softball and program history. Uh, another name, uh, you, you mentioned Kaiser getting a new coach uh, down here in Babson Park. Uh, coach Todd Bugham's taking over the reins for right. Burton. And I, we, we're we really excited to have him. I, I love Coach Buck. I'd say he – he, he is something, 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 he's hilarious. It's something. Right? Okay. Yeah. I haven't really, I've talked to him just one time. I, I don't know him yet. I haven't gotten to play against him yet. We will later in the year, but um, yeah, he's one of those resumes I'm talking about. I mean, obviously he's a okay. very, very good coach and Weber's always got a good program and they'll continue to do that with him. So it doesn't get any easier. That's for sure. But, and, and that's what makes it fun. Makes you a little nervous, but it makes it fun. Yeah. And there's a team in Lakeland that ain't ha half bad either this year. Well, uh, they, they have a chance to win a national championship. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they Absolutely. knocked on the door last year. And, um, I mean, yeah, Kayla's got, got it. That, and I've already watched them, you know, once. Um, I mean, they're, they're just absolutely loaded. I mean, they have no weaknesses anywhere. They That ridiculous speed and great pitching, great hitting, great lineup, one through nine. Yeah, I mean, that we're really looking forward to that three-game series down there with them. But, we may not be we may not be happy on the way home if, if we don't really play good. That's right. Now uh, Weber, we head up to y'all this year, correct? Y yes, sir. The, uh, Weber and Warner come up here this year. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll do my best if we don't have, if I don't have any broadcast or anything to do that weekend. Y'all come down to Lakeland. I'll do my best to make sure uh, I get out there. That's going to be one heck of a Sun Conference. That, the, the series will be great. There'll be playoff type games. You know, no, no matter who wins. Um, I, I'm. I would think somebody will probably take two out of three on that one. It would be really hard to sweep either of the teams, but we'll see, you know. Absolutely. Well, Coach, you, you know, let's take a look back to uh, about 10 years ago when you took over th this Coastal Georgia program. It's a, You probably wouldn't have thought after the first year or two that we'd be here uh, having this conversation. Y'all one of the top teams year in and year out the past few years in the NAIA and definitely in the Sun Conference. Uh, uh, you started out – 13 and 30, 9 and 32, and then you've turned it around into, like I said, one of the premier uh, spots for NAI softball. Can you take us through that process of making Coastal Georgia the program it is now? Yeah, um, yeah, those first years, we, we had some really good players. When I look back at maybe not the very first year, but as you, you know, second and third year wasn't much better than the first two. Um, we had some really good players because when I look at the lines, I go, darn, you know, some of those players could play, but at the time, we were in the um, a different conference, the Southern States, and at the time, the Southern States was probably the best conference in the country. I mean, it had um, Auburn Montgomery, who's now D2, won back-to-back -back national championships during that time. Mobile, William Carey's always top 10, top 12 every year, and it was just tough. I mean, we, we and we played some played teams pretty tough, but we couldn't beat anybody. You know, we just kept <laughs> losing games, kept losing games. They were just too good, um, and but our goal from day one was to get us to be a team that was in the top 25 every year, battling for a conference championship every year. And um, I mean, we talked about that from, from day one, getting the right players in here, making sure that they understood that um, academics was just as important as athletics. If, if they didn't come in here and keep a high grade point average and, and be on pace to graduate in four years, they you know wouldn't be playing softball here. They'd be, you know, in a, get tutor or whatever. And, and, and we just, you know, try to get that culture where the girls understand that are both really important. They're hardworking kids. And, um, and our goal is, is, and we still haven't reached it is, is to make it to a world series. Cause if you make it to world series, you got a chance to win a national championship. If you don't, you can't. So, you know, we haven't got over that regional hump yet. And, and we're going to keep 
working until we do. But um, I mean, that, that's the goal every year. So we've had the mindset even then when we were horrible. But um, you know. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, it truly is amazing. I'm sure it's inspirational to a lot of these programs across the country who have first or second year teams that have not gone off to the best starts. Well, they can just look over in Brunswick at what you've done and try to model that after. Uh, I want to talk just briefly about where you were at before Coastal Georgia. You weren't far away in Brunswick at Glen Academy. And when I was that that name, it really popped up in my head when, when I saw that. Because back when I was in high school at Lee County, our semifinal in 2017, we played the Glen Academy Fighting Terrors. And they, I'm not going to lie, they had us in the first half. They got up 31 to 6. Uh, then we scored one at, going into halftime, scored another one coming out of halftime, and a whole new ball game. Ended up winning that one 45 to 41. And it was what, probably one of my top three sporting games that I've ever played in. And so I want to ask you, you the same question. In your 10 year, uh, uh, tenure with Mariner softball, what are a few of your favorite games that you've coached in? Mariner softball through the years. I mean, I mean, obviously you think about the good times. I mean, when, when we beat Weber in the championship a couple of years ago, um, that game, I mean, you just remember it. Um, just that feeling in the last inning, we got to get three outs with a one run lead and how that felt when we, when, when Haley um, Dickerson struck out the last kid to end the game. I mean, that, that'll never you know, we'll never forget that. Um, I guess our first regular season championship, we had to win up at USCB on the final game of the season, and we were down late. and And our best player at the time, Paige Alt, hit a hit a big home run to win that game. I mean, you, you remember that. And um, you know, there's been different times. Like even I mean, I can remember games all back through the years. Um, even when we went to play that national champion, um, Auburn Montgomery over there. I mean, that game was like 0-0 zero, zero in the fourth inning, and, and you think, oh, man, this, you know, bad as we were, we might do this. And then, you know, they went off on us later. But there, there's a lot of games I remember through the years. Um, and I can remember um, the year we won the championship, you know, two or three years ago um, when Weber came up here and swept us. And we thought – and our team, you know, we, I pretty much told them that day, I said, you know, we're not as good as I thought we were. And it, something clicked after that. We won our last 11 regular season games and, and ended up winning that tournament. So I remember that day that Weber beat us twice. I think that was that helped us more than anything. So there's a lot of times, really. Yeah, and that's huge. I mean, that's a big part of being a coach. What do you do and what does your team do when you do get knocked down? Obviously, getting swept uh, just a couple of weeks before you go and play a conference tournament with the team that just swept you as one of the favorites – to say maybe we're not as good as I thought we were, and that yeah. could be self motivation, or maybe that was just you telling the truth to them. And well, no, no, that that day I felt like that because you know, they, <laughs> they, we couldn't let them come in here and sweep us, and they did in our yeah. place, and 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 that's how it felt at the time. It was just like you know I thought we'd gotten, I thought I really thought we'd win both those games that day. We were playing good ball, and we were just ready to go. And um, yeah, after that, that was the feeling. But then something clicked, and they started winning every game. But in this conference. No matter how good you are, if you can't win more close games than you lose, you're going to have a tough time. We're going to be in a bunch of close games this year, and it comes down to, you know, those one-run games. What's your record in one- and two-run games? Because if it's not better than 500, and you're, you're going to have a tough season because they're all going to be tough games. Absolutely. Well, one thing that we can definitely say is you're going to get some tough competition before you get into Sun Conference play this week. Actually, uh, right when this interview comes out, we'll be right in the middle of, of 
th this little slate of games that y'all are playing earlier on the season. Top 20 teams with Campbellsville and number 14, Georgia Gwinnett with Annalise Woods. I'm sure you heard the, her 16 strikeout perfect game to start the year. I've seen uh, worse pitching performances, to say the least. You know, uh, what, what, are you, what are you looking for uh, from your team early on in the season against these tough tests? Well, you know, I don't know what to expect. I mean, we when we had when the schedule was made, we were very excited about them. We still are, and obviously, you know, they did get a transfer, and she might be the best pitcher in AI. I mean, she, you know, I mean, the kids in nine and a third innings this year struck out nineteen batters, giving up one hit, and, and you might think, well, maybe she'll help you out with some walks or hit bats. I mean, she hasn't walked anybody, she hasn't hit anybody, so one base runner's got on. Um, so, yeah, we, we're looking forward to that Sunday, but um, that's a tall task this early in the year when you really haven't seen that kind of pitching. You know, we'll get better and better as year. more at-bats you get, the better any team gets. But, right. yeah, it's probably not the best time to be playing them this weekend. We've had um, five games rained out. We thought we'd have seven games under our belt when we got up there. We're going to have two when we get up there to play Campbellsville and then. So, um you know, um, may not be the best time, but they do come back down here in April. And 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 I think we understand that we'll see her more than once. And um, if we don't get her the first time, we'll try to get better each time. Absolutely. You know, like you said, she, she's probably going to be one of the best pitchers in the NAI this year. And oh, my yeah. co-host Taylor and I, we went through pretty much all, all the top teams, most pretty much every conference for NAISB. We're like, yeah, we, we like this team and that team. And we were like, well, Georgia Gwinnett's going to be really good in the lineup, but we just don't know about uh, th what their pitching is going to do. And mm. it didn't take yeah. us too long to find out oh, that transfer yeah, to Bryan well, College. Yeah, they have the fifth-year starter that's been great. She's beaten – you know, we play them every year, four games, two there and two here. So we've seen the fifth-year graduate pitcher um, a bunch. We've beat her a few couple times. She's shut us down a couple times, you know, we kind of split with them every time we play them. But then you throw in, you know, maybe the best pitchers that they're around to go with her this year. I mean, Cat up there at Georgia Gwinnett's definitely got a team that can win the national championship. I mean, when you got two pitchers that you can't score on, um, no. kind of hard, kind of hard to beat them, you know. So, so we're hoping that we're hoping to pitch really good and play really good defense and get some timely hits and, and figure out a way this weekend, but it's gonna be tough. That's um, one. That's one you'll be happy to win one to nothing and, and get out of there. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. I mean, you you hit the nail on the head when you have one elite pitcher. And you look at Weber uh, last season with Kayla Swenson. When you have one elite pitcher, it can take you far. It can take you to Columbus, but to ultimately go and win a Red Banner, you, mm. you need to. Y'all oh. certainly have have that in the circle this year. Can you just talk a little bit about? Uh, that that one-two duo in the circle also and, like, uh, how big they are for the team this year. Well, yeah, I mean, Haley Dickerson pitched all 21 innings in the conference tournament that we won a couple of years ago uh, when she was a sophomore. And then she had a very good – she had to carry us on her back after Bryce got hurt last year. The freshman, Reagan Thomas, came in and did a good job, won some games for us, lost some games. But, um, I mean, Haley's very accomplished, and, and I think she's throwing better than she ever had – has – so far early in this season, she's just looked great in the fall. She's dying to have her, you know, she wants this senior year to be special. And right now she looks like her as good as she's ever been. And then Bryce was eight. No, when she got hurt last year. And, and I don't know that she's back to that quite yet, but um, yeah, we got two girls. That's why we feel like we have a chance this weekend up there on Sunday. And, and as the year goes on um, is we think both of them can shut their lineup up, up down too. At times, there's going to be games where they're not. I mean, 
it seems like when we played them last year, both games got to be high scoring. Though they were good pitching on both sides, both teams hit the ball. So we'll see. But yeah, when you got two like that, we feel like going into every double header. Um, got to if we could score some runs, we probably got a real good chance of winning. Yes, sir. I certainly think y'all got a shot to win a lot of games this year. Coach Minnick, I really appreciate you coming on. I got one last question I, I, I want to ask. And the, other than that, the mic is yours. It's been a pleasure ha having you on. But what, what would it mean to you? And, and not only to you, but the players of years past and teams past that have helped build this Coastal Georgia program into what it is now to reach its final goal and, you know, not only get to Columbus, but to bring a red banner back to Southwest Georgia, or Southeast Georgia, as I should yeah. say. I mean, it, to this team, it, it, it means everything. I mean, they, they knew how good they were when the season started last year. I mean, you know, you can make your record to where you might – I don't know that you get 21, but you can schedule games to where you could have a really good record starting off. But, you know, we played the Gwinnett. We played – we won the – there was an NFCA kickoff classic with a bunch of ranked teams. We played three ranked teams and a receiving votes team in a five-game tournament. You know, we, we won that tournament. I mean, we were clicking on all cylinders. Then, then you know, it's just you, you lose your best offensive player and one of your two best pitchers. I mean, it hurt bad, and they knew that, and they battled all year. They won enough games to still finish second in the regular season, to still you know get an at-large bid. And but going into that, you know, we got sent to the number one team in the nation's region, um, Mobile, um, and you know, deep down, we tried our best, but we probably knew that that was going to be a tall task. Um, it would have helped if we'd have had Bryce, obviously, and and, yeah. and Juliana that wasn't there. But um, this year, um, I mean, they want it bad, but they also understand that you know we've talked about it. They they know how great Southeastern is. They know how dangerous every other team in this conference is, and 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 you know we may not even get back to a regional this year unless we play really good. But they're up for the task as far as is given everything they've got, and that's all I ask. You know, as wow. long as you know that's what we talk about. Don't look in the mirror after that last game and go, God, if I would have done a little more, I could have made it, but I didn't do everything I could do. I don't think that's going to be a problem with this team. They're going to do everything possible to, to be successful. And, and we'll see if we're good enough, you know? Um, and, and if that happens, I, I'm happy, even though we know that our window for getting there couldn't be more wide open than it is right now. This is our best team. Yes, sir. I, I certainly agree with you. It, it, it's an incredible team, and it's incredible what you have built in Brunswick, Georgia. And again, Coach, I really appreciate you coming on. Good luck this season. I'm going to have a lot of fun covering Mariner softball, both on NAISB and Suncast this season. Well, thank you. And then I just want to say good luck to all the teams in Sun Conference. We all need to just keep winning, winning, and get our conference higher so we can get more teams at three teams in again this year, at least maybe more. And and, and good luck to everybody except, you know, when they play us. I won't be, <laughs> I, I won't I be pulling that. for you that day. And you I, need to try to you need to try to come to Lakeland and, and watch one of those games if you get a chance. I'll absolutely do my best. I'll check my I'll check the schedule as far as uh, broadcasting. Uh, it, I'm free and I don't have anything with, with football or school. My number, my next priority, Lakeland, Florida. When y'all come down for some, right. that, that, that would be great. And nice talking to you. And I hope I get to maybe later in the season. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Have a good one.